Welcome to the Automotive Diagnostic Podcast. We're going to explore ways to sharpen our diagnostic skills, find learning resources, and hear from experts in the automotive field. Hey, what's going on, automotive world? Welcome to another episode of the Automotive Diagnostic Podcast. My name is Sean Tipping, and I will be your host once again. Joining me on the show this week is Corey Brueggemann. Corey is a mobile technician out of Staten Island, New York. Uh, We're going to talk about mobile life out there in New York City, and he's going to tell us about how he got into that, and he's also going to share some uh, life wisdom with us all. Um, I really enjoyed this talk. Uh, (laughs) I enjoyed it when I went through and edited it just as much as the first time. So I think everybody else will as well. Corey also has a YouTube channel. Check the show notes for the link. That's S and A auto. Check that out. He's got some great videos, but with that out of the way, let's jump in. Good evening, Corey. What's going on? Ah, good evening. What's up, Sean? Staying busy. Uh, I have, uh, I have no complaints. There's lots of work right now. Uh, an undeniably, uh, a good, good amount. So I won't complain sometimes. Well, a lot of times too much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it can get overwhelming at times. I, 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 I always, I always say the worst of the, in, in the, in the, I wouldn't say the worst economies, the worse the economy gets, the better our industry gets. I think. I, I think you're right. Um, it was 2008 when everything crashed. Um, I was, uh, maybe like two years into being a tech and I just bought a house and I'm panicking because everybody's saying, oh, the world's ending and the market's crashing and nobody's going to have jobs or money. But we just got busier. I worked at a small independent shop, but we you never would have known had you not watched the news that there was a, any type of financial crisis because we, we well, got- it, well it, it makes sense because people don't have money to buy new cars so they mm-hmm. uh, i gotta fix my old one so because i just like i always I, I used to make the joke about flea markets flea markets do real well in a bad economy sure because yeah. everybody's looking for a deal everybody's looking to make a few extra bucks i'll go get a table at a flea market and sell a few things and make some extra dollars but when the when economy is good well, who needs to waste time doing that? I'm just going to, you know, go party. I got extra money. I got, you know, I'll go buy a new car. Actually, mm-hmm. and right before, I guess, the downturn of the economy, there was a lot of that. I, I ran into that a lot. You know, you give an estimate and they're like, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to trade it in and get a new car. Yeah. Just, just scrap it because they don't want to spend three, four grand on a vehicle fixing it. And now, and now it like, it, it, it's the complete opposite. Like even if I could, even if I could, I can't find the car. So yeah, I got to fix it. My parents sold, and I'm sure markets are different all over the place, but my parents sold their 2002 Chevy Silverado that's up here in the Rust Belt that's seen some miles and they got six grand for this thing. And I, I absolutely, I couldn't believe it when they told me what they got for it. I was like, wow, I could have bought that truck a couple of years ago or maybe three years ago now for maybe a couple grand around here. There was, you know, for a 20 year old truck, but it's absolutely insane to try to buy something new right now. Well, uh, uh, yeah, right. Same thing with the home prices, everything. Like, well, I can get a lot from my house. Okay. Where are you going? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever extra you get, you're going to have to put into the next one, whether it yep. be a car or a house. So it, it's all balanced. Mm-hmm. The only, like I said, the only good thing is there's a lot of repair work going around. Oh, just a ton. It's, and, and it seems to be the, the smaller independent shops, at least around me are the busiest, you know, I go by and the lots are just packed full. Um, there's one shop I, I go to, it's pretty close to my house. And usually I don't even have a place to park when I go there because they've got so many cars. And I actually did the other day, they had a spot. So I was giving the guy some crap inside. I'm like, uh, what, what's going on here, man? You got a parking spot. You guys. Okay. You got enough business, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, they're doing well. And I think we're doing well because of it. Yeah, I think so. But as you know, like again, uh, um, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Just, just keep plugging away and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's, that's where I, I, str- I don't stress over, I try not to stress over, you know, did I, did I make enough today? Did I cover the bills? I just, I stress over, did I fix enough cars? I just want to fix more cars. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I heard, I think I heard Sam mention, it was, I, I think I, I mentioned to you in, in a conversation we had privately earlier that, you know, listening to Sam's the interview we did with Sam last week, and I hear a lot of points being made. I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I wanted to talk about that too. <laughs> a lot mm-hmm. of it's relative and the same. And he he was talking about not getting tied into a uh, a, a job for a long time because well, there's just so much other work to do. I can't get stuck on one car for three, four, five hours. I, I'd rather bang out four cars in four hours or you know something like that. And um, when I first started doing that, this, I didn't. When I sort of went mobile, I didn't see the value in that or the importance of that. And now I do. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think it's, you know, I started doing a lot of the mobile stuff for the diagnostic purposes. Um, and, you know, cause that's what I enjoyed doing and what I had geared up for, but I'm finding the same thing on a regular basis. <clears throat> Once you're known, you have, you know, somewhat of a reputation around like, okay, we'll call this guy. He'll, he'll get it figured out one way or another. And then you start getting weirder and weirder issues and cars and boy, they can eat up some time. The, or you get into like a flood car or something that's been hacked up by three or four other oh. shops. Oh, uh, you said, you said the big evil word flood car. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Just absolutely um. gross. Yeah, Keith used to, Keith still tells me he started all his one of his first pieces of advice is no flood cars. <laughs> I, I've expanded on that to say no flood cars, no TLC cars, and no cars that just had an engine swap and have all kinds of weird problems. Oh, uh, okay. What's what's TLC? Usually, uh, oh, uh, Taxi and Limousine Commission. Now, like you know, uh, cost service cars. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah, they just. Uh, they just beat that. They add stuff in there, you know, radios and mm-hmm. GPS trackers and whatever they put in there, lights, and uh, they then they cut them back out and they add more stuff. And you find oh. wires that just, you know, you, you, you know, we always say the alarm is, you know, oh, add on alarms are horrible. Well, TLC is uh, or taxi cabs are like ten times that. Yikes! Yeah, I can't you say know, I've they done much of that. Just every time you you put the car, you go, we walk in, you look at, it, you go. Oh, it's a TLC car. No, thanks. I got to go. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not only, and, and it's not only what they've added in, taken out, added back in again, but the hands that have worked on it. I just got asked today, actually, on a, f- uh, 
I was a hybrid something and I don't know, it had multiple issues and blah, blah, blah. And these guys over here and I know the garage you're talking about. And I'm like, no, I'll pass. I'm not even coming to look at it. And he, and the guy just laughed. He goes, no, nah, I understand. <laughs> I was going to ask, like, no. I mean, what, what is your typical reaction when you just say no to something? I mean, what, what does that shop say to you or what um, do they end up doing? I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't follow up. I just, <laughs> okay. <laughs> usually if I say no, I, I haven't gotten, you know, I usually get the, oh, come on, really? You sure? I'm like, and I'll explain it to him. I go, no, because, and I'll, and I'll, because I can't spend, I, even though the customer says he's willing to put, I just actually I had a second conversation with, with a shop that called me just this afternoon on a uh, 2012 Ford something or other that's the guy the customer put his own PCM in it that was supposed to be quote unquote pre-programmed we know where that came from mm-hmm. uh, he put it in the car didn't start he put in it but it did start and run with his or it cranked with his old PCM the new one it didn't crank at all so he put the old one in there and now it won't crank at all with the old one probably because he's got you know uh, security codes and whatnot and oh and half the nose is missing like he got into an accident and I'm like no so the customer's been playing with it the car's banged up he started the conversation with this thing looks like it's on the way to the scrapyard. <laughs> I go, what makes me want to come in and fix it now? I says, I got to be honest, I don't want to touch it. Right. I said, I don't. I says, even if the customer says he's willing to, he's okay with four, five, six hours diag. Um, it doesn't mean I can actually get it fixed in four, five, six hours. It's not going to be a bill he's going to like. And then a lot of people say it, and then when it gets there, they go, "Oh, really?" But but the car's not fixed. Do I still have to pay it? And like, I just I don't want to get involved. It's just if the car's in that shape, there's a reason it's in that shape. Not nothing to talk bad about the owner, but it just it it means that the car's been through too many hands, and it's never going to get the attention it really needs. It never got the attention it needed in the past, and it's not going to get it now. And I can't get involved in it. Yeah, that's a that's a good lesson to learn, uh, especially doing what we do. And you're trying to be, like you say, fix as many cars as possible, be productive. But uh, I, I'm I know I've learned it the the tough way, and uh, I'm still learning on a regular basis. But <laughs> you you kind of figure that more, out as you go along, like how to spot the ones that are just gonna suck your whole day up or a few hours up and just wreck your schedule yeah listen listen the bottom all of us that do all the all technicians all mechanics all right i i I find that we all have something in common we all have add um (laughs) we all we all have we all have add we can't concentrate very long we always go sideways and we all have a little bit of an ego not not to a bad thing but to a good thing like we want to we want that feel good moment aha we got it we fixed it you know we all we, we we thrive on that which is mm-hmm. a good thing. Um, so yeah, you want to, you don't want to get into a car where you're there four hours and you're just getting your butt kicked and you're like, and you're, and you're looking at your schedule going, I got 12 cars I can really fix. And yeah. I'm here with this thing that nobody cares about, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's a little bit of that. And it's funny because going mobile, I think you, st- you, you touched on this a, a few minutes ago. Like when you went mobile and you, t- and, and, there's a level of appreciation that you get uh, business to business mobile anyway, mm-hmm. doing work for other shops. Yes. You know, when I got into this, when I got into this a hundred years ago, you know, cause I'm old as dirt now. <laughs> um, I got, I got into it cause there was, there's also like, yeah, I want to fix cars, but there's also that little bit of, yeah, I, can, I, I like the idea of fixing somebody's car and then being like, Oh yeah, Corey fixed it. It's my car's running great. Right. 
uh, that level of appreciation, respect, and all that. And and, and it's there, but it's never uh, uh, to the level I think we expect it because even even when you fix somebody's car and it's it, it was it was giving them a problem and it was a headache and you fixed it in time so they could go make Johnny's soccer game for the weekend or whatever they can go to the beach, yay they fixed it Sean fixed it Corey fixed it whatever. The tr- before they say that they say oh my freaking car cost me eight hundred bucks. Yeah. Ah, oh, it really sucks. I didn't have this thousand bucks or six hundred bucks or whatever it is. Ah, oh, this freaking car and it's you know it's four letter words. Before you bring it in, there's four letter words on the way out the door. <laughs> oh, but you know they really did the right thing. You know he's a really good guy. But Jesus, this freaking car. So it's always overshadowed by, you know, we're in a bad news business, right? Mm-hmm. But I have found since I went mobile, I get way more appreci- I'm way more appreciated from other shops than I ever was from my personal, well, I want to say not, 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 not all, never say always and never, mm-hmm. but for the most part, there's a bigger level of appreciation because the shop knows what goes into fixing it. Cause obviously they couldn't, which is why they called me. So yeah. there's a, it's, it, it, there's definitely that feel good moment when you fix it and they're like, Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Well, I'm glad you showed up. I'm glad this car is fixed. Thank you so much. And it's genuine. And there's no full letter words around, ah, but, but you know, you charged me, you know, 200 <laughs> bucks. There is never that. Yeah. It's, it's almost never that, which is really kind of nice. It, I completely agree with that. And like you say, there's don't say all or never there's exceptions. And I, I, you know, choose not to work with those shops when that occurs, but yeah, for the most part, um, the, the shops are happy to see me there, right? Like I'm there to make their day easier. I'm there to support them in some way or another. And then, you know, whether it's just programming, you know, keep their, their whole process moving or fix something that's been kicking their butts for X amount of time. Like you say, they understand what goes into it and where yeah. they weren't able to do it. And they're like, okay, well here, this guy takes care of it for me. So our, our whole process keeps moving. Thanks, John. Sweet. We'll see you next time we call you. Um, and yeah, I've I've really enjoyed that too. Business to business, there's less BS than dealing with the general public for sure. Well, yeah, and and it's not to talk bad about the general public. You know, for anybody that might listen to this and go, "Oh, he's trashing us." No, it's mm-hmm. just that it's the truth is that the there's a edu- level of there's an education lesson that has to go along with the sale of the the repair. Right, you have to explain mm-hmm. to the customer why it costs what it does, why it takes the amount of time that it does, why it's important. There's a, there's a whole thing that has, and, and, you know, that's an art in and of itself for any service writer or, or anybody that does that role mm-hmm. to be able to convey that message and quote unquote, sell the job. But you have to, you know, you always want to put the customer at ease and let hopefully they'll understand, which they probably don't. Right. You know, they don't know what a waffle bearing is and they never will. <laughs> um, so, but, um, you, you don't have to do that with another shop. You don't need to explain all of that. They know. Sure. Um, and then I, and then they're like, Hey, do you want to talk to the, can you talk to the customer real quick? And I go, no, I, <laughs> I, I don't even want the customer to know I exist. I'm okay with that. You take the credit. Yep. I'm yeah, okay you guys with be that. The heroes. Be the hero. I'm, I'm happy that you appreciate me. And then the customer appreciates you. The car is fixed. The customer's happy. You're happy. I'm happy. The world's a great place. <laughs> Sunshine you know, in rainbows. an ideal world. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and we, I heard a, one of the chat groups recently, it was mentioned about um, how it's always perceived that we have these great 
days and these great uh, 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 case studies, and it always goes great. And somebody said, you know, we really should tell the bad side of things. We said, we don't always have, not everyone is great, right? We should tell the the bad stories too, so everybody understands we have our tough days. But I think the the reason was, and I I started thinking about that. So why do we do that? We I, I do that, right? We all do it. But I think mm-hmm. that's because we enjoy so much the victories, and we yeah. want to share the victories. It just feels good. Yep. It's like, hey, I finally got this thing. Look what I did. Look, I was able to do this quick too. Look how fast I found this. It felt great. It's not that we're showing off. It just feels good. Yep. It's it's part of this trade regardless of the level that you're at and one of the reasons that i stuck with it through you know when i started in high school auto shop is that satisfaction you get of fixing something whether it be an actual mechanical repair you know you put a strut in and takes care of a noise or a computer network issue that you solve that that feeling you get when the car works the way it's supposed to or doesn't do that thing it's not supposed to do that's that's something you can't deny. And so, yeah, it is. It's the ego natural. moment. Yeah. That's yeah. the ego moment. That's fine. You know, that, 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 what is that picture? The guy standing on top of the building with his hands, with his fists on his, on his, on his, uh, on his hips, you know, with his chest out and a cape flying in the wind kind of thing, you know, yeah. Yay. You know, <laughs> you know, we all like that moment to go, yeah, I nailed yep. it. Yes. You know, and it's not to say, ha ha, you couldn't. It's, it, I mean, there may be guys like that. And I think years ago, there was a lot of that. Mm-hmm. It's nice that they, I think the, the trade has changed. Um, so it's not like that. Like this whole, again, this is a conversation you and I've had uh, separately, right? But it's years ago, this wasn't, we didn't have the social media. We didn't have, you know, YouTube and Google and, 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 and people we can reach out to to say, Hey, I'm a little stuck. Can I get some help? And the, and 20 guys be like, yeah, dude, I got you. Mm-hmm. you know, that didn't happen 35 years ago. Either they didn't know, or if they did know, they didn't want to help. Um, there was no, there's no phone or friend. There was no, there was no texting. There was no, there was none of that. There, and even the training classes were bland at best. They were put on by c- corporations that were really just looking to sell you something, you know, whether mm-hmm. it be breaks or tools. And we'll just, you know, we're really just trying to sell you something, but we'll teach a little something too. Uh, now we have events like, you know, vision and, and things from all these big ATG and TCG and, 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 uh, super Saturday and, and whatever, all these big events, um, that really isn't aren't selling anything other than the idea of training and you go there with guys that are very humble and willing to help and give you their phone number and call me if you need something um that just didn't happen 35 years ago so when i see these young kids yeah i see these young kids that are eager or or claim they're eager and they claim they want to learn but they make excuses and i just want to choke i'm like dude you have so many opportunities to get the help and to learn and excel. Uh, and if you're not taking advantage of it, and I start writing down, you know, websites, I start writing at L- L1training.com and scannerdanner.com and, and go check out their free content. And, if, and if, if that's what you think you're looking for, then you subscribe. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I even, I got one kid, I, I bought him the Scanner Danner book and I bought him a year subscription to Scanner Danner. Nice. I says, now, now, now I expect feedback though. I want to know what, and he, he does, he comes to me and, uh, and actually it's, 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 uh, it's actually a sadder story. The, the kids actually got, uh, he's battling cancer as well. Oh geez. Um, but man, he's, he's, he comes to work every day with a smile on his face and with his book under his arm. Sometimes he goes, oh, I got the book tonight. I'm gonna do a little studying. I'm going to okay. watch a little video. I'm like, awesome. Nice. You know, so does, does he work in the lo- garage I, there with you? He, yeah, he works, he works with me here at the transit. 
Okay. Um, he's a he's a helper, and this guy travels from like Long Island to Staten Island every day for work. Gets wow. here on time. You never know. People find out he's battling cancer, and they're like, "Dude, really?" I'm like, yeah. So whatever your problems are, shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got <laughs> nothing to complain up. about. Wow. Nothing. Um. So yeah. So I I I hear I hear like I walk into a shop. Yeah, I got this kid, and I, I think he's really uh, he's a go getter, and he's got some ambition. I go, I want to know who he is. I want his phone number. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I'm going to drag whoever that is to an event. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, uh, I, I did the, the teaching thing, you know, in tech school and obviously those kids are there cause they have an interest in it. But when you find somebody who's got a good attitude and some passion for this, boy, try everything you can to encourage that and keep them in this industry. Cause yeah, we want more, we want more people like that. And so, I made sure to not, not scare off, you know, that sort of person in this industry, like give them everything and let them know, yeah, you got to work hard. Obviously you got to, you got to put time and effort into it. There's no way around that, but you keep the, that good attitude and that passion and maybe some talent on top of it. And you're going to stay, stay humble, ask for help. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Right. Don't be afraid to ask. I need help. I want to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if you just put it out there like that, everybody will help. If you're if you're like, hey, I just want the answer. You know, my car is stumbling, and what do you think it could be? Like, no, just go away. Come on, tell me you want to learn how to fix that, not the silver bullet. Like, don't mm-hmm. be one of those guys. Like, but if you really want to learn, if you got a passion, there's I can there's a I, top of my head. There's about a dozen people that would personally pull you in and yep. help you. Yeah, it's uh, it. It's really impressive how many people that are out there in the groups through whatever YouTube or Facebook or however you connect with people nowadays, but that are just willing to spend X amount of time out of their day to offer you help. Um, and, and I mean, it's been huge for me. I, I, I reach out to those people all the time for help. <laughs> um, but we reach out to each other and some of the private chats, private groups that we're in. And I probably reach out a, a little too much sometimes. I, we have one of our mutual friends. I told him one time, I said, am, am, I, am, am I getting on the pain on mine list? Have I overstepped my welcome? He goes, you're getting there. <laughs> I went, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, um, you know, it's funny because, again, years ago we didn't have this. And, and, then, yeah. and, and then I get into this, I, I, I guess, I'm trying to put a timeline on it, I guess. You know, when, when it all started, you know, when I went mobile, um, I don't know if you want to backpedal to that. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. How but, did you get into it? Well, uh, well, originally this is Staten Island, so this was uh Keith DeFazio's territory. Uh, you know, New Level Auto. Uh huh. And I know, I know Keith going back now, uh, twenty years, something like that, maybe a little bit longer. He was working for his uncle at the repair shop uh, about a block away from my repair shop. Mm. and that's how i first met him okay. and he had or he had already morphed into doing you know at night and weekends doing some mobile stuff while working for his uncle during the day and then at some point he just went totally mobile um i had i was all along i've been working for the transit authority at night uh i'm i'm here now 20 almost 29 years Okay. So before before this, I was working for another bus company. I was working for uh, uh, doing school buses and coaches, uh, which is really I back up even further. Which is funny because when I first went to Lincoln Tech a hundred years ago, 
again because I'm because I'm older than dirt. Um, <laughs> it was a uh, at that time it was a nine month automotive program, and they said, "Oh, you want the diesel program too, right?" And I went, "No." Nah. They said, "It's only three more months. You get the diesel program." I'm like, "Ah, ah, ah all right. I'm not. I don't want to work on diesel. I'm, not, I'm never going to work on diesels. I just want to work on cars." And I'm like, "All right, we'll just take the program and get out of there." And I get a job working on. Uh, school buses and coaches and then coming to work for transit authority. So guess what? The last uh, 34 years I've been working on diesels. <laughs> um, so much for that plan. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in between there, I had my own, I had my own shop and then uh, went from that. I partnered up with a different shop, which ended up being right down the street from Keith's place. That's how I knew it. That's where we, we first met. And then I sold my shop back in like 2008 to my partner and then uh, bounced around a little bit, still working nights at transit, doing some side gigs during the day. And then I reincorporated back in 2013. Um, and I, it's funny with the idea of wanting to go mobile even back then, mm-hmm. I incorporated as as SNA Auto Repair Consultants Corp. Mm. And that's the official name because I knew I wanted to do mobile and the sort of name signified mobile, I guess. Um and then I kind of just laid low, even with the business running, I just laid low for a while doing most stuff out of, out of a home-based garage. And then I started nudging Keith to go, hey, you know, let me come out because he was working ridiculous hours. It was his, you know, that was his full-time gig. He was six days a week, 16 hours a day, whatever it was, Damn. just running. <clears throat> and I was like, dude, why don't you, like, let, let me come out with you. Give me some work. I'll, I'll take some load off if I can. Give me two calls, three calls, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um I think what really kicked it off, he, he, he got, he got sick for like a week, like really bad sick. Okay. Um, uh, I'm not going to get too into it. You know, I don't want to tell his personal business, but he got really sick and sure. he just couldn't make it out. He couldn't make it out. And he's like, and he was like, all right, go do this call for me. Go do this call for me. Go do this call for me. And I started doing some of them. And after that, it was kind of funny. It was just, then I started doing some stuff with him. He would send me on a call. I'd get there and he'd be sitting there. I'm like, dude, I thought I was doing this call. He was like, you are. And, and I wish I, there was a, vi- I wish I could do the visual here. He'd be in the van. I'd roll up to his window. I'm like, dude, what are you doing here? You, I thought you wanted me to do this. And he's like, you are. And he'd look in his watch, roll his eyes at me and go, uh, go. I'm like, what, what, what? go I'm like, Oh man. And he timed me and I'd run over and I troubleshoot the car real quick. I come back. Okay. This is what it needs. He's like, ah, 27 minutes. Not bad. All right, see you later. <laughs> he would just drive away, and I'm like, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> and then my phone would ring. It's like, "Where are you?" I'm like, oh, "Where are you? You just left." Okay, well, you better get here. And he'd text me an address, and I just and I go that way, and that's what it started all. And then, and then, uh, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> like go, and I'm like, "What do you mean go?" He goes and he looks at his watch. He goes and he taps on his wrist and he goes, "Go." And I'm like, oh, "Oh, oh, you're timing this." And he's like, "Well, yeah." I'm like, "Oh man." Jeez. And he wouldn't even get out of the truck. He would just lean over and look at me out through the window, and he'd just go back play on his phone. Uh-huh. I'm like, "He's really going to sit there and time me, this bum." I can't believe he's doing this to me. But anyway, um, and then uh. And then he, and then on a, I think it was on a Sunday, he says, uh, in his typical Keith way, he says, oh, I'm going to take a ride, I'm taking a ride tonight. And, uh, so where are you going? He goes, uh, going to go, going down to the Carolinas, look at a job opportunity. I go, what? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go down North Carolina, South Carolina. I'm like, oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. All right. I don't know what the hell's going on. He calls me like Wednesday morning. All right. I'm on my way back. And, uh. You know, he left me with some calls to do while he's away, and he's coming back. He's all right. I took a job opportunity. 
oh, mm-hmm. okay, what's going, what's going to happen? Because I'm moving in two weeks. Oh, wow. I'm like, what? He goes, yep, I'm forwarding all my calls to you, and uh, you better get ready. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, for real? And like literally with that, my phone, well, I don't want to say thankfully, but that's right when COVID hit. It was literally the first week of COVID. He moved as COVID hit, which was kind of, I hate to say it, it was kind of a blessing for me because everything closed down. So the calls came in slower in the beginning, which allowed me to ease into it. Yeah, right. Um, So it kind of slowed the rush down a little bit and allowed me to acclimate. So that was the blessing and I, and I acclimated and, and it got busier and busier and, you know, um, and that was, and that's where it went. It just, you know, and, and hence the, the, the mobile business lives on Staten Island. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, I, mean, uh, I never, I never really, I never really pushed it as, Hey, I took over for Keith. Cause I didn't, you know, listen, he had his thing. He had a great reputation and I, I would never want to do anything that would jeopardize his reputation. So I never said, Hey, I'm the new Keith. I took over for Keith. And, oh, you're t- he was, well, he's a schmuck for giving it to you. Like, you know, I don't, I, I just wouldn't want to. Like, I don't know. I never, I never felt right saying that. So I never did. I just said, you know, Keith has asked me to come cover the, cover this for him, you know, kind of. Yeah. Thing. I'm sure and there was just on, a they, vacuum that needed to be filled after. Yeah. I know. Like I heard he, he did. And I would like six months later, I would still hear like, I heard he moved. I'm like, yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, no wonder he hasn't been around. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not going to start sharing his information. By that time, he'd, he'd already announced that he'd moved and he moved, and he moved down to the Carolinas and blah, sure. blah, blah. And he's, and he's really happy. And he's got, you know, it's, they're down there and it's all good stuff and and i'm still running around staten island i still haven't gotten into all of the shops out here there is i think at last count there was about 348 different types of repair facilities on the island wow um and that's you know body shops oil changes repair shops you know the whole gamut from little shop to big shop uh, and we're on an island that's 15 miles long, eight miles wide, and just over half a million people. That's so, crazy. Run those numbers. <laughs> start, start, start figuring <laughs> that one out. And that's why I hear these guys talk about, yeah, well, you know, I had to drive 40 minutes to my next call. I'm like, really? God, I couldn't yeah. do that. I, I park in one spot and hit that's, three different shops. That, yeah. I, I have, I think a minimum outside of maybe just a couple I got a minimum of a uh, 10, 15 minute drive and that's, that's on the low end. And then some of them, yeah, I'm going maybe a half hour to my next stop. So I got to try to find something useful to do with my windshield time. Like, watch wow. It. I, and I hear that and I know that's the norm, I think across most of the country, I think. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I know, I know even like Keith Perkins, like he, he's in a, pretty condensed area but he still has to drive from where he lives to there so he has like this you know Mm -hmm. longer drive in the morning to get into his area then drive home at night um you know other than fighting traffic on this overpopulated small island which sometimes can be absurd it can it can believe it or not take 35 40 minutes to cross the island sometimes you know 40 40 and depending on the traffic yeah it can um to go eight miles 45 minutes something ridiculous um it just i have it kind of okay. mapped out i know which ways not to go in the morning which ways not to go in the afternoon set up my calls appropriately and zigzag through it all um but yeah that's so that's how to that's how i got 
with this. And since then, you know, my garage door is closed and, you know, I have a full, I have a full home base shot with a, you know, lift. And for those that follow me on YouTube, you know, they, they've seen a lot of videos that were shot out of my garage. You know, I have a lift and overhead reels and, you know, strut machines and I have a full working shop. And right now it's just crushed with garbage and storage. It turns into a typical storage bin of a garage. Yeah. Just, just, I walk in there and it's like, ugh, all the work I put in here and it's just, I can't even move in here. Forget about putting a lift up. I got to do an oil change. I had to do it out in the street. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh man, oh, this man. sucks. But, uh, what's, what's the name of your YouTube channel for anybody that wants to check it out? Uh, SNA auto repair. Okay. Same thing on the, all the, so, all the social medias. I think, I, I, I think, you know, it's funny. I think it was on facebook or one of them i'd actually start tried searching for myself i could think some something happened one day and there's a sh- there's actually a shop in upstate new york that has the same name and they literally took my profile picture and used it as theirs <laughs> what <laughs> and i went really you couldn't come up with a stupid profile my profile picture is my business card right and it's yeah. a it's a picture of a saline s7 and it says sna auto over the top of it and uh-huh. uh i i made it myself so i know what it looks like i did the artwork on it and uh-huh. i look and i go this son of a bitch took my freaking <laughs> wow i get it we got the same business name it's not that crazy but sna auto is not that you know it's not like it's far out i get it can happen but you had to take my profile picture too <laughs> Well, that's see. That's how you know when you made it when people are trying to copy you and uh, use your name. I, to, I, I actually business. sent them an email. I'm like, I sent them an email. I'm like, dude, I can appreciate the the you know, that that we have the same name, but could you not be a little <laughs> original and not take my profile picture? There's a uh, there's a shop actually just maybe 20 minutes north of me here, and the name of the shop is South Main Auto, right? And so I'm sure you're aware of uh, Eric O. The mm-hmm. South Manado, probably one of the biggest YouTube channels. So I was up there. I was like, well, that's funny, you know, because it didn't really make sense for the location. They're in a town called North Branch, right? So, and it is way up north. So I was like, what's with the South Manado really? Well, listen, I, I, I've gotten it. I've gotten comments or questions because they go, they think SNA Auto, SMA Auto. Get oh, it? Oh, sure, sure, sure. SMA, SNA. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I've gotten, I'm like, no, no, no. I know Eric. I'm honored to call him a friend. Uh, no, I'm not him. He's way better looking than I am. <laughs> you know, but uh, you know, it's, it's funny when I, so, so morphing into the, the mobile thing, uh, we call it uh, learning on steroids when you go mobile. Sure. Uh, because, and for, I mean, for good reason, I'm not doing breaks anymore. I'm not hanging struts. I'm not doing tune-ups. So I'm just doing diag after diag after diag. So whether you're, whether you want to or not, you are learning on a faster pace, right? Yep. Uh, Sam, I heard Sam again, reference to Sam's interview last week. I heard him make a joke about, you know, keeping notes and, and records and like, no, it's just yeah, make the same mistake tw- two or three times. And you go, Oh yeah, I have run into this before and I should have written it down and I didn't, but it's just, things are going too fast to write too much stuff down. Um, uh-huh. And I'm, I'm definitely not an organized person. I definitely not uh, as far as taking notes and, and keeping good records. <laughs> I take what I have. I take what I have to, uh-huh. uh, you know, for tax purposes and, you know, make sure all those numbers are straight. But as far as like keeping track of work that I've done and for who and what kind of car, so I can reference back to it. No, I'm horrible. 
absolutely yeah. horrible. I, I'm I've been I wish I was better. bad with that, and I'm I'm growing. I'm trying to trying to get better. Uh, I, I so I I I I started to this year. I started to set goals, smaller stuff like by this date I want to have. I wanted to I like I said all right by February I want to have um. I wanted to have a, an ICOM and I wanted to have Ista P for BMW and I did. I got it and I, it's installed and now I have that. And I wanted nice. I wanted to get a console three and I did. And I wanted to get a you know going back to like November I think I got that. And so there's certain things I want tools and there's different things I wanted to start doing. One of the things was I know uh, Cody does it uh, for, for anybody who doesn't know Cody's Auto Diagnostics Dynamite guy. Um, he had shared something he does. He uses uh windows i think it's called OneNote, microsoft OneNote. okay and he uses that because it's literally like a notepad a digital notepad you can just stick pictures and uh you can write stuff and you can you can just kind of throw everything onto like one folder and then just uh, you know one file and the file goes into a folder and you kind of organize it that way you can just kind of jot stuff down i tested this i tested that take a snapshot of it even throw it out in there take, take a picture of a receipt or, or you can attach a scan to it, you know, a scan report. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I want to do that. So that's one of my next goals is to get a little, get more organized, but now we're getting off track. If yeah, you let well, me, man, it, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go sideways, man. You gotta, you gotta reel me back in. <laughs> um, my, my, I, I always, I make the joke. I have ADD and OCD, so I want it to come out perfect. I just don't have the patience to make it happen. <laughs> Um, I will get, no, I will get everything. I will get everything done to about a 99% and 98% efficiency. I'll never put them the last nail in that board just to finish it. Okay. Okay. Uh, no, I, I, the, all this stuff I, I feel is relevant, the organization and stuff. That's something I'm trying to work on all the time. Um, but yeah, we can, uh, we can reel it back. Uh, so you're at the transit garage there. What are you doing currently for them? Are you still a uh, bus mechanic? Okay. Nothing still- fancy. You're you're down and dirty, diesel work, all uh, that stuff, or what? Yeah, just working on buses. Yeah, it's, okay. It's, uh, nothing glamorous. I fix buses. Okay. They break. I fix them. Gotcha. Uh, I'm I'm here. Uh, like I said, almost 29 years. I'm hopefully another uh, 21 months and two days to go. Who's counting? <laughs> no, it's it's listen. It's a great job. Uh, you know, it is a. It's funny. There's a side of it that people look at and they go, "Well, you know, you got you got the you got the city job, so you don't have anything to worry about. You know, you you got it made." Like, I don't I don't know about having it made. There's a trade off here. Uh, it's called I don't go home. Yeah. Uh, I don't see I don't see my family during the week. I don't I don't have dinner with my wife and kids ever. Um, you know, so there's a there's a trade off. It's, sure. You know, I made the decision back when I was 24 years old to go, you know what? I think I'm going to take this city job, which will allow me to do other things with less pressure. It just means I'm going to have to work twice as much, though, because I'll have two two different jobs forever. Uh-huh. And I was okay with that. Um, so that's my trade-off. Yeah, this job gives me certain benefits that I, that I appreciate and I'm thankful for, and it allows me to do the automotive work that I want to do and concentrate on fixing cars with less pressure about the, uh, you know, how am I going to feed my family? How am I going to uh, get them health benefits? Yeah, Cause I work a second job for that. Right. So, right. so that's that, the benefit. That's when you're just self-employed and you got a family to take care of. That's. And I totally good. get that. And, and, and I don't envy the problems that those guys, that the guys that are doing that with like just mobile guys or just whatever it is, whatever you're doing in life, you just have that one, you're self-employed. Yes. 
that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And and I and I'm not patting myself on the back, but I just I saw that at a younger age that hey, I want to do shit for myself. Mm-hmm. I want to do something. I want to run, continue to run my own because I was doing my own thing even at 24, at 22, at, you know, tw- right, you know, at 19, right? We all were, we were fixing cars in the driveway, right? And I said, I, would, I, I want to <laughs> yep. do this. But I, I don't think, and at, at a young age, I went, I don't think I can be able to like get married, have kids, and just do this. Like, mm-hmm. I got to get a real job. Um, so I took the city job and kept doing my own thing. Okay. So I've had two jobs forever. And I've, and, the city job allows me because it's a kind of system where seniority prevails. So as long as you have seniority, you get to pick different shifts because we're a 20, 24, seven, 365 operation. So when my kids were growing up, I would work bit, the midnight shift, which meant I could be around all day, uh, oh. work on cars in between my schedule. But if they had a school trip or, 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 or parade or a play at school in the evening, I made everything. Okay. I went to all the events. I went on all the stupid trips to the zoo and the, the <laughs> trip to the farm or whatever they were going. And, you know, and it's funny, all the other chaperones were mostly housewives and they're like, you come on every one of these, don't you? I'm like, yes. Uh, so it allowed me to do that, but I was still working too, because then, then I would get, get back and still have to work on three cars before I stopped and eat some dinner and then work till 11 o'clock at night and then go to work at midnight at the city job. And yeah. Like the guy from uh, was that old commercial? Time to make donuts. <laughs> yep. But I'm okay. But I'm okay. that worked. That works for me. I'm not telling anybody. And don't get me wrong. I'm not telling anybody else to do that. That worked for me. D- did you ever at any point feel like you were just burning out trying to do two jobs at once, trying to tackle it all? Yes. When I'm not going to tell you an exact moment. I think everybody has one of these moments. Mm-hmm. I had I had my shop, my repair shop down the street. This is when I was down the street from Keith and, um, you know, we were struggling. We were struggling to, we, we, on the outside, and this is another perspective. People drive by, oh, you got your own business. You must be doing great. Every time somebody said that, I wanted to punch him in the face. Uh, <laughs> because they drive by, they see cars. They're like, oh, look, the, oh, you can call, the lot's full. You guys must be doing great. Like, no, it's the same car sitting here for three weeks. We're not doing great. Uh, so we were, we were struggling. We were struggling, you know, pay everybody else and then you kind of take whatever's left and it wasn't much. So I wasn't making the money I needed to justify never being home. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working, you know, the shop during the day. I was working four to 12 to transit. I was never seeing my kids. My kids were younger at the time. My son was seven. I'll tell you exactly. Mm-hmm. He was seven years old and I came home one day and he said, daddy, how come you're never home like all the other daddies? All my friends, they have dinner with their daddy and their mom and you're never home. Mm. And I went, and you know, I grew up without a father and I was like, ugh, oh, that hurt. Yeah. You know, I thought I was doing the right. I went even to add it. He goes, and when you're home on the weekends, you're busy working on the house. And I was like, oh, talk about cat in a cradle. Right. I think I literally walked in to the shop. Like, I don't know, it was the next day or two days later. I told my partner, I says, you got to make me an offer. I got to go. I got to get out. I said, I got to do something different. It's not working. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that was it. I wasn't, uh, I didn't have family life and I wasn't making the money to justify not having a family life. And my priorities got a little fucked up and excuse my French, but uh, my, my priorities were definitely messed up. And I says, I, I got to go home. Mm-hmm. A- and it took a few months to get the, get the deal through and I had an end date. And then the next opportunity I had, I went midnights at transit and it, which then allowed me to 
to what I was saying before, going all the school trips, all the plays, all the parades, whatever it was, I went to it all. I made sure I didn't miss a thing. And then a couple of years ago, I started hitting my last years and I said, I need to go back on the four to 12s. My kids are a little older, you mm-hmm. know, at this age, they're not they're like, <laughs> they're more concerned about, hey, give me a few bucks. I got to go. Uh, <laughs> they're not really looking to hang out. They're looking to go out. They're all doing their own thing. My son's 21. My daughter's 19. They got their own thing during college. Sure. So, so yeah, it's allowed me to flexibility to do that. But so, yeah, there, there was a point where I said, okay, I'm, I'm, that's what's burning out. I'm just, I was doing it wrong and I wasn't enjoying what I was doing. Yeah. And, well, that's, uh, that's important too. If you're going to be putting in the, this huge effort for something and a lot of your dedicating a lot of your time to something, you should at least be enjoying most of what you're doing too. If, um, you know, it's one of the things I, one, one of the things I like to say, and I've, and I've stolen this from some, I, a lot of things, I, a lot of the mottos I go with, of course, I've stolen from other people and not my ideas, but I try to listen to like motivational guys and just life lessons and stuff. And, uh, one of the guys I listen to is uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, Gary V he says something. And I just said, do you, do you like Mondays? It's simple. Do you like Monday? Do you like waking up Monday? Most people go, no, I don't like Mondays. But what mm-hmm. do you like? Well, I like Fridays. Why? Because they're a weekend? Yeah. So you spend 65% of your life waiting for the other 35%. And most people, when you tell it to them like that, they go, oh, and they go, your shit's broken. You're not supposed to hate Monday. Right. Do something different. Doesn't mean you've got to change careers. You might have to. You might not. But maybe you're just doing what you're doing wrong. And I was doing what I was doing wrong. The mobile thing, I, I actually fell in love with the industry again. I absolutely, uh, um, I'm humbled by the amount of friends that I've, people that I'm, I'm humbled to, to call my friends, people that call me their friend, um, mm-hmm. you know, at an age that I'm at, like to have all these younger guys. And I got no problem saying like these younger guys are like brilliant, right? Uh, you know, Keith Perkins and Mario and PJ and, you know, all, yeah. and I know I'm forgetting a whole bunch, but like just the younger guys. Incredibly um, intelligent people. It's nuts. And, it- and, 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 and I called them my friend and they, call, and like, I, I dragged, literally dragged my wife to vision. She's like, I don't want to go to this. I said, no, you got to come. Why? <laughs> it, it's selfish. I wanted to introduce her to my friends. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> these are like really cool guys, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, so it was, it was a bit selfish, but I just, I, I wanted to bring her. It's like, it's a good thing, you know? And, and, and so I see, I reverting back to the conversation earlier, these younger guys, like you don't realize what's out there. Like grab hold of this. There are a lot of good people out there. Jump on board mm-hmm. and like associate with these people. Like I, I, I tell my kids, I've told, told them from an early age, uh, show me your friends. I'll tell you your future. Sure. Uh, you are uh, general rule of thumb. You'll make between three and $5,000 of all your closest friends. Yeah. What do they say? You're the, the sum of the like five people that you spend the most time with or something like that. Yeah. All, yeah. It's all kind of means the same, right? We all say it all says the same thing. says it a little bit different. You find something that resonates with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, uh, so I see these young guys and I'm like, dude, you got to like embrace this. And, and I feel bad. And this is a, a, another thing I'm trying to do is Keith and I had started something before he went and moved away on me. Um, we had, had this idea to do some kind of event to, bring attention to the industry um, to change the stigma of grease monkey. Um, so we had started this thing. We were, in, we were in talks with one of the local um, uh, uh, trades, not a uh, trade schools. I'm saying this wrong. The vocational high school. 
Oh, okay. So we have one one vocational high school that just does trades as a high at a high school level. That's all they do. There's only one on Staten Island. Uh, there's one other public high school that has an automotive program. In between there, there's a lot of nothing. Mm-hmm. So we went to this vocational school and said, listen, we got this idea. We want to do this thing. We want to do an event where we just kind of set up some stuff and show off like the equipment that we use and the 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 possibilities for for the industry that you know different things you can do and um and they were on board with it and it didn't feel like they were wholeheartedly on board but they were on board with it um it kind of was like like at a typical red tape slow pace kind of thing like we want to do this like tomorrow yeah and they're like well you know we have to we have to put in this we have to do that we're like oh and then, and then COVID, you know, Keith moved and COVID hit and everything went on the back burner and, and I'm kind of sitting there, sitting on the front porch one day, I'm talking with a buddy of mine who happens to be a local politician. He happens to be okay. a local assemblyman. And I'm like, and he was the one who helped get us the contact in the first place. Um, with me and Keith talking to this, this vocational school, I said, remember that thing we tried doing before COVID? And he says, yes, yeah. I want to do it. I said, I really, really want to do it. I says, uh, he's Okay. He says, uh, what do I got to do? I said, help me get in contact with the right people. Uh-huh. So he, he's been helping. He got the school board. He mentioned it to the, oh, I'm going to say this all wrong. The, uh, one of the heads of the local community education council. Um, and she was like, absolutely. I want to do it. I definitely want to do it. Uh, they reached out to the UFT, the United Federation of Teachers, the local, uh, uh council of them. And, and they were like, yeah, definitely. We want to do it. So my idea is to do an event where we set up maybe like a couple of stations, like six stations, have a car at each, put a technician at each, Okay. you know, uh, I drag a couple guys out. I put it out there. I said, guys, I need some volunteers. It's a give back moment, right? Nobody's mm-hmm. getting paid for any of this. You know, it's just, this is all ego boosting, feel good moment stuff. I put a guy at each who's got a scan tool, who's got an oscilloscope. Uh, maybe somebody's doing an ADOS calibration. Maybe somebody's doing keys. You know, sure. whatever. We do a bunch of different stuff. Uh, I call a couple of my buddies, got some hot rods just for eye candy. I bring in a couple of food trucks. Okay. Um, you know, I call in a couple of the guys from the trade schools, let's say Lincoln Tech, stuff like that. Bring them guys in. A couple of the local, uh, the bigger repair shops come down. Uh, I already got Snap-on on board. He said, yeah, I'll come down. I'll park the truck. People can come in and out, check out the tool truck. Nice. So make it an event and then explain the idea that you don't have to be a grease monkey to get into this field. Okay. Stop listening to your parents. Your parents are ill-informed. The parents that are pushing you to become a doctor or a lawyer and make you do things you don't want to do. Maybe you don't want, maybe you think you want to get into the automotive field and you really don't, which is fine too. Mm-hmm. It's not but for, for all the, what do they say? The, 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 the next greatest, the greatest singer of all times right now is putting down the microphone and deciding not to sing because their parents told them they need to go, you know, go get a job. You know, yeah. something like that. Like, sure. you know, all these missed opportunities. There are a lot of kids out there that would be brilliant at this career, at this trade, and nobody's telling them. Yeah. Well, and they would love it. You were talking about all those people, the younger people in this industry that are so successful and doing so many cool things. Yeah. We need, we need more of those people and there's opportunity for more of those people. We just need to attract them somehow. You know, 30, 35 years ago, I'll use that again because I'm old. Um, when, when, I st- when I started, you, you, you got a, t- a toolbox, you filled it with tools, and you were expected to fix the whole car. 
And you could yep. bumper to bumper. Yeah, you were rebuilding engines and transmissions and, and, and rear ends, and you're doing suspensions. You're doing everything and possibly even sp- doing some paint work or some body work, like in all of that, right? Mm-hmm. It, out of one toolbox, it was doable. It was expected. Now, it's impossible. It's, it can't be inspired. Some of the old-time old shop owners still expect it and don't realize what they're asking. But realistically, it's impossible. You can't fill a toolbox and fix the car. There used to be, right. you know, we always, the expression stay in your lane. Years ago, there was one lane. You got into the automotive. You, you want to become a, a technician, a mechanic, whatever you wanted to call it back then. There was one lane. It was called fix mm-hmm. the car. Now there's yep. eight lanes. There's eight lanes. And you can get into one of those lanes, stay there, make a career out of it, and be very happy. Do what makes you happy. You got to like Mondays. You could, you could, you like programming keys and immobilizer stuff. You can make a career out of it. Doing ADOS, doing, programming doing diag doing you know this you maybe you maybe you like to do the grunt work you like to do nut and bolt work that's your thing great there's a career in that we still need those guys you know <laughs> yep. there's nothing yeah, wrong that's with not it. going it's, away that's not going away it's admirable you're the guy that is going to you know do the grunt work okay but you don't have to you can literally just do like keys and a mobilizer and then decide, you know what? I think I want to do ADOS and switch lanes. It's okay. You could do it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's so many people, there are parents that are telling their kids not to because they don't realize that's, that's an opportunity. And there are kids that would actually mm-hmm. love to do that and don't have no idea it exists. Oh, so that would be my idea about an event to bring exactly. awareness, an automotive workshop event, just to bring attention to it and say, hey, this is what it's really about. Um Maybe you might like this. And, you know, if you get one or two to go, you know what? I do like that idea. I want to do it. You may get a couple. You go, you know what? That's not what I thought it was. Okay. That's cool too. You know, but try it, you know, taste, yeah. what, what do you say? Taste, taste all the fruit and decide what you don't like. That's fine. You know, figure it out, make a mistake, try it for six months and hate it. You know, I tell my kids all the time, like my kids are both going to college now. I told, told them both, you get into your, your last year and you're about to get handed your diploma and you decide, you know what? I think I made a mistake. I want to do something else. Uh, then go do something else. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I'd rather make a four-year mistake than a 40-year mistake. You know, it's to do what makes you happy. You got to like Mondays. Hey, that's, that's a great saying. I, I would say the same thing to my students too, or for even first-year students in the tech program. Like, Hey, maybe you figure out this isn't for you. It's not for everybody, but it's so much better to figure it out now than 20 years down the road with, you know, all kinds of money invested in this and then realize, well, I hate this and I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> figure it out like early on and right. it's so much better. But don't, but don't um, and maybe like you pick it something dislike up from it, it along the way. Right. But don't like it or dislike it because somebody else told you to, you know, I tell my kids, yeah. don't, don't listen, don't, don't listen to anybody, especially me. Do what you got to do. I'll, I'll make I'll make recommendations, but don't be afraid to tell me. You know what? I don't want to do that. Okay, then don't do that. What do I know? I'm I'm older than you. I'm from a different generation, and that's the biggest problem we have right now. Is and it's the same thing our parents did to us, right? They try to push on the values and the beliefs of their generation, which didn't work for ours. And now it's really different with technology. You know, who 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 are we to say? You know, stop playing on your phone. Maybe they should spend more time on their phone because guess what? That's where it's going. Like, you know, maybe we just had the wrong idea, but you know, that's, and that's part of the battle we have with, uh, the, the other part of the industry. Every shop's looking for a mechanic right now. Every shop I go into, oh, I'm looking for a mechanic. I go, are you really? Yep. <laughs> you got to see the reaction I get. I look, I just, it just happened today. I was in a shop and the guy goes, I'm looking, I'm looking for a mechanic. And I looked at him and I said, are you really? 
And he looked at me, he goes, well, well, yeah, what are you talking about? I go, so what are you doing? He goes, well, uh, you know, I'm asking around and I go, yeah, what are you going to get for that? <laughs> I go, if you're really serious, do you understand this is not about hiring somebody for a job anymore? There's people, the guys that are doing this career years ago wanted a job. Now they want a career. There's a yep. lot more invested into in becoming a technician and you have to respect that and you have to offer them a career. You know, this isn't, you know, we have an, a mutual friend that I don't want to use his name because I, I don't, but very well respected and he's a mobile guy and he's got a, he's got, and for those, you'll figure it out. And he's over on the, 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 the West. Well, I guess he's in the mid, mid country somewhere and he's, he's got a, a three vans and he's got a, he's got, he's got a wonderful wife that works with the company and he's got, he's got some great, I love his, his, uh, his business sense and it came up like mm -hmm. uh, um it came up about training how do you, how do we handle training and he, he said that's easy he goes i send my guys to everything and i pay for their airfare and i pay for their hotel and their food and i pay them the hourly wage while they're there and somebody said well what happens if they leave he goes what happens if i don't train them and they stay yep you know <laughs> and it's like you know the the idea that i'm, I'm going to do everything i can to make sure that this is the best place they work and if they leave well, then they were never mine anyway, and it's my fault. And But at the very least, when they do leave, other people are going, you know what? There's an opening, and that's the place to work, and I mm -hmm. want to go there. So, like, you know, my point was, if you're really, you know, are you looking to hire somebody for a job or a career? If you're looking for somebody to hire for mm -hmm. a job, then, you know, you're going to get what you're asking for. Uh, and that's all you're going to get. You know, I can't find nobody. What are you really trying to, like, I went into one shop, and they said, uh, oh, yeah, we're looking for a guy. I said, okay, well, well what are you looking for? Ah, uh, you know, somebody that can you know do breaks, and somebody that can do this, somebody that can do that, and kind of, kind of like they were unsure. And I said, "Well, what are you, what are you paying?" Well, I don't know. It depends on the guy. You know, we'll talk. I go, "You're not looking for somebody." And he goes, "No, we are." I go, "No, not like that. You're not." Right. I said, "Tell me exactly what you're looking for. You need to go at somebody. And say, this is what we want. This is what we're paying." You know. So, but you can have a range. But geez, at least have no like, you know, sell yourself a little bit. You know, these guys that are to get into this, you're asking a lot of them. You're asking to give up. You know, go to training and 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 build a, a you know an, an equipment base and tool base, and you're asking them to, to know a lot more than we had to know 35 years ago. So you need to respect that. Yeah, that goes that goes into a whole other thing with the business owners need to run their shops correctly, charge accordingly for diagnostics and all this stuff. And oh, order that's to, a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a whole other conversation. Um, um, but they've got to do all that stuff so that they can pay correctly and send and afford to be able to send their guys to training and all that stuff too. Right. But it, it, it's, it's, and it, but it is also related too, right? Because the shops that with the shop owners that are behind the times, I don't want to say they're, I don't want to say, I don't want to sound derogatory, but they're just, they've been under the heading of, well, it's, well, we've always done it that way. You know, I hate that expression, right? Cause that's a business killer. We always just always done it that way. The, mm -hmm. the, the, the shop owners that have been around a long time and are still doing things the way they did them 30, 40 years ago, and then they're wondering why they can't make money, they can't find the right technician, because you're still doing things the wrong way. You're not charging for diagnostics, let's say, or you're building it into the job. Well, you know, we'll, we charge diagnostics, but if we get the job, then we wash it. You know, you still lot of that around. Um, mm -hmm. Or shops that just aren't charging for it properly. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not saying charge for something you don't do but i'm saying get your money's worth charge appropriately which will allow you to hire the right technician yep 
Yeah, that's the only way it's going to work. The conversation is wrong with a lot of these guys. It's just it's the wrong it's the wrong thought process, the wrong conversation. And and once in a while, it's like I don't. I had a conversation like this with one of the shop owners. By the time I was done, he was like, he hugged me. He's like, dude, I love talking to you. He goes, you're right, you know. And I'm like, but so so. Like, he literally went to hire a guy. He was telling me, he says, I had this guy, and I was trying to hire somebody. I had this guy come around. I know who he is. He's been around a little bit here and there, and he, I know he's a good mechanic. And he came in, and, and we had this thing all worked out. It was going to start on Monday. And the next thing I know, he called me up and says, oh, listen, I'm not taking the job. I went to work somewhere else. And he's like, can you believe this freaking guy? I said, so what would you do about it? He goes, what do you mean I would I do about it? I go, so why didn't he work here? He goes, I don't know. I go, you got his phone number? He goes, yeah. I go, we'll call him up. He goes, what? I go, call him up. Just no hard feelings. I hope you're happy. I just got to know, what you, what, you know, what was it? What did I do wrong? Why aren't you here? I really sure. wanted you here. You're not here. How come? I said, maybe he'll tell you. And then you got to fix it. I go, you know, oh, I started off, but I go, you know whose fault? He goes, he's, you know, he's, he was supposed to start and he didn't start and he's not here. I go, you know whose fault that is? He goes, the other shop. I go, no, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what are you blaming the other shop for? It's your fault. I said, turn the finger around. It's your fault. You didn't provide a good enough work environment for this guy. You didn't, you didn't appeal to him enough. That's your fault. Fix it. And he was like, oh, man. I go, that hurts, don't it? He goes, for a minute. I go, okay, but get past it. It's your fault. <laughs> Fix it. I said, yep. call him up and ask yep. him, how come you're not here? You know, and he was Did like, oh, man, you're right, man. You're right. I got to change the way I do things. I go, okay, there's nothing wrong with it. But admit that you're doing it wrong. Do it different. Hire and find a tech. Give him a career. I said, you got a, this guy has got a beautiful shop. He's got, he's in a good location. He's got, he's got all the equipment. I go, and you got no mechanics, no technicians. You know, like, He's got one guy that shows up when he wants to. He's kind of, he's kind of <laughs> winging it. I'm like, what about this guy? He goes, ah, oh, this guy. And I actually talked to the guy, and the guy's like, seriously, like, he's got this attitude, like he's got no ambition. I says, you gotta okay. lose him. <laughs> you gotta lose that guy. Yeah, he doesn't even want to be here. <laughs> you know, but it, the conversation's got to change. I think you know, a lot of these, a lot of these guys uh, just got to think different. And, and me too. Like you know, I've, I've the last two years again. This has been like. Learning on steroids, um, mm-hmm. just the mobile thing. Learning how business works. Seeing all these different. Listen, I'm on this island my whole life, and Keith said it to me. He goes, "You're going to find. You're going to realize there are a lot of shops you never knew existed in places you didn't know existed." I'm like, "I'm on this island my whole life. I think I'm. I think I know the island." Yeah, he was right. I'm still finding places that shops and places. I'm like, I never knew that was back there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's cool. Um, yeah, it just, I, I think a lot of that's about taking ownership, like you were saying too, of whether it be your business or just what you do, even as just a technician too, like taking ownership for yourself and saying, okay, you know, maybe why didn't I get that job or why wasn't I able to fix that car or why is my business running poorly is looking back on yourself and what can I do as opposed to blaming someone else or something else you know, cause I know all of us see a lot of that in people and situations where it's complaining and blaming and pointing fingers uh, where most of the stuff, if you look at what you are doing, there's something that you could be doing differently or better or more efficiently to be successful at whatever you're attempting. You just gotta, you gotta, you gotta turn the look in the mirror and be honest with yourself on some of this stuff. You got things so. th- when you start accepting, you know, almost to the point of fault, accept responsibility for everything. 
things get easier then because you waste time going, no, if that guy would have just given me this or if I, you know, if I would have, you, you waste so much time and thought process and energy on it. Just point the finger at yourself. You know, it's my fault. I fucked up. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I could mm-hmm. go outside right now, get run over by a bus. I think it's my fault. Uh, you know what? I, I shouldn't have been in the street, I guess. You know, just it's just my fault. Yeah. You know, a meteor can come down and hit me. I'm like, I probably shouldn't have been standing there. <laughs> this is my fault. <laughs> but you know what, though? And at that point, you go, okay, now I'm going to move on. I'm going to do something different. Yep. Rather than waste time going, you know what? You know what? How do I fix it? You know, I work on cars. Sometimes I get, I get my, my butt kicked. And, you know, ah, the shop could have told me. I wish they would have. I wish I would have known. You know what? No, it's just it's my fault. I screwed that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and things get yeah. easier after that. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, uh, well, it's good. It's good to let stuff go too. Uh, uh, you know, maybe if you, you do get your butt kicked, not let it, you know, affect your your ego too much. Because I've been guilty of that too, where it's just like I screw something up and I just hang on to it for for days. And the, there is a there is a benefit in just being able to be like, all right, I messed up. Here's what I'm gonna try to do better, and then. And just let it go. I think I, 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 th- I think I mess up on every job. I, I drive away from almost every single job, thinking to myself, "How could I have done that a little better, a little faster, mm-hmm. or how could I, you know, been a little more efficient on that one?" You know? Sure. Not to not to say I did it wrong. I just how could I have done it better? Yep. Yeah. There's uh, there's almost always yep. something you can improve on. How many times you start a dyad and you, and you get you skip over step one because you didn't follow your own diagnostic process that works. And you yep. decide, I have a better idea. And instead of step one, which is supposed to, you know, step one is relative compression. You go to step two, three, four, five, six, go back to step one and realize, oh, Jesus Christ, this thing's got a low cylinder. Here I am, I'm mm-hmm. chasing cam crank correlation, and uh, uh, this thing's got a low cylinder. <laughs> yep, yep. It's uh, it's usually, yeah, when you're skipping steps, you're like, oh, I know I've seen this before. It was, yeah, cam crank. And so you, you waste 20 minutes hooking up for that, and then... If you would have followed your normal process, it's it's done easy. You're you're, you're to the solution quick, but that's <laughs> I don't know. That I, I do the same thing. Must be just be human nature to just think that I know I know a better way. I'll try it this way. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's again. That's our ADD getting in the way. Told you we all have it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the more I think about that, somebody said it recently. So we all have that. All texts have it in common. We all have ADD, and I went, yeah, I do. <laughs> but I'm also OCD. Oh man, that's confusing. Must be uh must be something about it that draws us in. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's it's listen, the the I I like where the industry is going. You know, for the people that say, Oh, this industry shot, this, I don't recommend it to nobody. I'm like, just because you're not happy with it doesn't mean somebody else can't be happy with it. I like where it's going. I like the opportunities that are out there. Um maybe because I have seen where it came from where you know what junior you have to fix the whole car i don't want to fix the whole car well you have to you know now mm-hmm. you don't have to fix the whole car you want to just do ados do that okay you know like just so i i like where it's going because i've seen the other side uh i think there's more opportunities coming with evs and and, and you know the expansion of, of, of the expansion wrong word, wrong word but the more the popularity of hybrids and evs there's a yeah. whole other industry coming. And I, and I think there's going to be stuff beyond there. Um, you know, who knows what will happen in 10 years from now. Nobody saw, you know, where we are now 10 years ago. You know, we were supposed to be flying cars by year 2000. Right. And that didn't <laughs> happen. So, you know, 
disappointed in some ways and surprised in others. Um, so, you know, I like where it's going. I think there's a lot of opportunity. I think there's a lot of money to be made. Um, Definitely. I don't like, I, I don't like to emphasize on that again, because, you know, listen, you can, there, there's a lot of people making $200,000 a year that are miserable. And I know a lot of people are making $45,000 a year that are really happy. So, yes, sir. That is, um, that is great you, advice. <laughs> you gotta like Mondays. Figure that out. Figure that. Figure that out, and you win. Figure it out, and you win. Figure out Mondays. You just, you know, there was a, there was an old joke about the guy that uh, spent his whole career working nine to five, trekking back and forth to Manhattan, working Wall Street. You know, uh-huh. always wanted just since he's a kid, he just wants to fish. That's his thing. He wanted to be. He wanted to fish all the time. Love fishing, but you know, you got to get a job. You got to have a career and, and he did and he spent his whole saved all his nickels and dimes and he finally retired one day after 40 years moves down south and uh spends a whole lot of time on a charter boat two three days a week out on this charter boat finally you know his whole crew, his whole life and now he's out fishing which is what he always wanted to do and mm-hmm. he makes friends with the captain of the boat and and uh they get to talking and the captain asks him what you do your whole life and he explains it to him but i always wanted to fish but you know worked a career on wall street and now finally He's out here fishing. So he asked the captain, what you, you know, what was your thing? He said, ever since I was a kid, same thing. I, j- I just wanted to fish. I had the same passion. He goes, really? What did you do for a job? You know, ha- what career did you get into? He goes, I bought a fishing boat. <laughs> <laughs> it was that simple. <laughs> yep. You know, sometimes we overthink it. Just figure out, you know, and figure out what, what's going to make you happy. And if it's the, the automotive industry, then this is... There's a lot of opportunity. Plenty, plenty of opportunities to, uh, yeah, it, explore your passion, and that's that's really what it was for me. Is just find find out what you're passionate about, follow that, and then the money thing will, it, you know, figure itself out within reason. Um, but what's your what excites you? What gets you going? What you're like you can't stop thinking about? That's that's the thing you want to follow, and that's always kind of what I've done too, and. So far, it's worked out okay for me. So, <laughs> I, I think uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. If it was Eric Ghost said it one time. One of the guys said it. If um, if you haven't woken up in the middle of the night at three, you know, if you haven't woken up at three o'clock in the morning, jumped up, and went, oh, I know what's wrong with that car. If you haven't done that, you're not you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you wake up at like three thirty. You go, oh, I know what I didn't check. I know what's wrong with it. And then like literally go down, get up, put your shoes on and go to the shop at like four in the morning. Cause you just figured out what's wrong with the car. You've been working on for two days. <laughs> yeah. You laugh cause you did it right. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've also had the moment where I've woke up in the middle of the night and be like, Oh crap, I forgot to do this. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's been that moment too, but <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. Um, well, this has been great talking to you. Um, I appreciate you taking your time out of your evening to do this. I appreciate you having me. I was like, uh, you know, when we first talked about this, I'm like, man, I hope I got something to share. Like, because I'm not nearly as smart as some of these other guys, but you know, maybe my my my, my experience. Um, yeah, you've you've got some really good life experience. I um, I think some of that advice is really good for people. I don't know. I hope so. That's my biggest regret is that I, I got this excited about it this late in the game. But uh, hopefully I've still got some time to to do this some more, some more years. I don't know. I leave, I leave, I'll leave the transit in another couple of years and then go somewhere else. Who knows? The good thing about being mobile, right? We can go anywhere. Um, maybe mm-hmm. I'll just tour the country and do mobile with you guys. Stop in everywhere and 
spend a week do mobile with everybody for a while. I always thought that'd be really cool to take a take a tour and yeah, hit up all the cities where all these guys work and th- that would be really fun if you were able to do it. Yeah, that but that might actually happen. But uh Sean, I appreciate you having me and uh you know, we'll chat soon. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Corey. All right. Be well, be well, my friend. Okay. That's going to do it for today's episode. Another big thank you to Corey for spending some time with me. Uh, really enjoyed that talk. Hopefully everyone listening did as well. Uh, again, I encourage you to check out his YouTube channel. If you haven't already, that's S and a auto. The link is in the show notes. Also like to thank everybody for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. But with that all out of the way, let's get out there, start fixing the world one car at a time.